Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Brain Podcast. Who is your loyal host, Mark Guy? I am so excited you're tuning in and spending a few minutes with us, learning, growing forward. Today, I have a special guest, a new friend, Nate Kendrick. Hey, Nate. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So could you just tell us who you are and what do you have going on in your life? Yeah. Uh, so my name's Nathaniel Kendrick. Most people call me Nate. I have ran multiple businesses over the past five years. I always tell people I've always felt like I've had that entrepreneurial spirit to just start things. Uh, but, and we can, you know, go into the weeds of it, but currently what I'm hyper-focusing on now is a is a vegan cupcake business. It's a it's a it's a local startup that uh, a high school friend of mine started, and I'm really interested now on working with brands that are passionate and driven about making something that's bigger than themselves mm. and hitting a need, and that's not truly being met in the current market. And I feel like that that's what the company that I've been working with and the companies that I I'm starting to work with as well are doing. Mm. You know, you said a key word, passion. Can you talk about passion? How do you find passion in your own professional life? And how can you recognize it in others? And would you ever work with somebody who has no passion? So at the end of your, your last question, absolutely not. <laughs> because passion passion is, is the driving force that that gets me inspired to wake up out of bed. And so for me... I, my passion comes from the hustle. And what I mean by that is when I was younger, I had a candy business. And so I would go to church and be good in church, but I didn't eat candy because I just, I just wasn't that type of kid that ate candy. But then I, one day I had a friend over and I just, I was kind of ADD a little bit and I kind of lined up my candy in, in just different orders and stuff. Reese's here, Twix here, Mars here. And my buddy looks at me and he says, Hey, Nathaniel, can I have one of those bars? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, you know what? It's 50 cents. And he said, yeah, I'll pay for it. And I was like, interesting. So I started this whole little candy business and that's what really kind of sparked something inside of me. It's like, man, I, I like this grassroots starting from the bottom type of mentality. And that's where, that's where I, I see some of the most passionate people is people that are okay with getting their hands dirty and it's not flashy. Some of the people that I work with are driving places and going and visiting and opening doors with people that they haven't even met before. And it's cold calls, but they're just showing up. And that's the type of, of passion that I look for in, in entrepreneurs that I work with, people that are willing to do whatever it takes and are okay with it not being flashy. Mm, wow. You know, this is a reminder for everyone who's listening and entrepreneur that you have a choice. You have a choice uh, to grow your business in a way that you want. You can find an excuse not to make sales calls, not to build a reliable system or put things in place. Um, you can do it or you can find an excuse not to do it, right? And, Absolutely. And I know um, that you have been very successful working with uh, various uh, startups and companies. Could you tell us some of the, you know what, let's go a little bit uh, different direction. What is your biggest failure so far in your professional life? Huh, that's, a, that's 
a good question. Let's see. Hmm. I would say, and I don't, I don't necessarily call it failures. Any, any, anything that to, to me is it's all, it's a, I'll call it a huge learning experience <laughs> was when I had a FBA business selling fire resistant bags on Amazon. The biggest thing that we learned is that when you're selling products on Amazon, it's really hard to brand yourself if you haven't branded yourself already outside of Amazon. And it's also extremely tough to find your customer segment and audience. You can't do email marketing. You can't get their name. You don't know how old they are. And those are all key things that you need when you're selling products online. And so that we scaled very quickly because in 2018, when we launched, the California fires went off, but we had a, a tough time maintaining because of the fact that we just didn't really know who our audience was. And so now moving forward, I'm always mindful of anything that I'm, I'm working on that I can make sure that the platform that I'm leveraging doesn't strap me on the most important part of my business, which is knowing who my customers are. And so I think that was something that I, I learned. And unfortunately, I learned the hard way. I also learned what to do and what not to do when talking with Chinese suppliers. It's a completely different ball game. It's a completely different language barrier. It's a completely different uh, set of rules. They don't operate and think like us. And it's just a different way of doing things and a different way of doing business. And I went in there blind and I'm glad I did because if I didn't, I probably wouldn't have done it, but I learned a lot. But I would say, I, I would say with that, got a, got a, got a few hits on the chin and I was like, Oh man, I didn't, I did not see that coming. Mm. But unfortunately that's, that's kind of the way it is in business is you, you, you learn by doing. And so we, we, we did what we did. And, and I, and now I understand it's like, okay, if I, if I'm going to go back into Amazon FBA, I want to make sure I have a strong understanding of who my audience is and who I'm serving and not just leverage the Amazon platform. So that's a good tip. And I think it's a good strategy, right? doesn't matter whether you're selling on Amazon off Amazon uh, or anything in between, know your audience, know your audience. Absolutely. It's also key in, in speaking and know your audience. What do they believe? Uh, what do you, what do you believe they believe? Uh, what do they know? What do they care about? What are their uh, passion, uh, pain, and also uh, perhaps their future as well? Mm. So, Nate, one, and we have met at Catapult, which is a, a Central Florida business incubator located in Lakeland, Florida. Shout out to Catapult. And Nate always has an interesting insight on what is happening in the world, in the business world, and inside, outside um, incubators and, and in the community as well. So, with your ear to the ground of the uh, business community in Central Florida and beyond, what is the, some of the uh, great examples of somebody who is succeeding, uh, pivoting, or adjusting their mindset, their operations, so they can thrive now and in the future? That's a, that's a good question. I have a, a friend that I met at UCF, Go Knights, hmm. and he started a business called Zup, and it's basically a 
monthly subscription business model where college students pay, I think it's $4.99 a month now, and it unlocks exclusive deals around college campuses and whether it's bars, restaurants, you name it, they have it on there. They launched in UCF and then they got into FSU and they were launching in UF and of course COVID hit. So their entire business model was based on a framework that essentially went away overnight. But one of the things that I learned from watching my buddy Brent is not necessarily pivoting his entire business model, but just persevering and just being consistent because consistency wins when you know who you are as a brand and you know that your audience respects you as a brand and who you are, as opposed to just being like, Hey, well, I'm going to change because I need to pivot to e-commerce because I think that's where everybody's going, but I don't necessarily even understand how e-commerce works. And is my audience even speaking that language yet? So one of the things that I, I, I really appreciated with him is he was just consistent. No matter what the circumstance, even though things looked pretty bleak, he was just consistent and just consistently focused and said, you know what? It is what it is. We, we can't change what we can't change. And there's some, some, some structural system things that change inside of his business, but he was just consistent. Another one is a, a company that I work very closely with, Mike and Mike's, the vegan cupcake business. They had a lot of different things that they changed. And, but the key thing was consistency. So there was pivoting, but it wasn't pivoting that was so great that it changed the entire core element of what the business was and what it stood for. But they were willing to adapt to the changing environment and say, you know what, we were thinking about a brick and mortar, brick and mortar concept, but that's completely out. We're not doing that. That's not a thing that we're doing anymore. We're going to focus on being as lean as possible and make sure that we don't have any real estate assets right now just because of COVID. And that doesn't make sense. And maybe that doesn't make sense for the foreseeable future for a while and have the ability to see that. But then again, be consistent, consistently showing up and to not get bogged down. Because one of the biggest things I see is a lot of times, especially with startups, they get bogged down having conversations that they probably shouldn't have until they're consistently making income on a regular basis. Bogged down with, should we do, should we sell this, this, or this, or should we do this, this, or this? It's like, no, no wait, let's, let's just boil it down. My, one of my former business partners, I love it. He's like, Nate, let's boil it down to the fundamental truth. What's the fundamental truth? The fundamental truth is this. We have three core items that we need to focus on and that's it nothing else. Once we've mastered selling these three core items and it's consistently bringing in income, let's pivot, let's change and adapt and add more items and go in deeper and go in wider and add more flavors. But until then, let's focus on these. And I think that's the biggest thing that I saw is the, the people that won and were able to persevere through COVID. They said, what's our fundamental truth? What are we focusing on? Let's, let's, let's move towards that and just be consistent within that. Mm. This is so exciting. Um, I love these conversations and I always have this conversation with Nate. So I want to bring that <laughs> magic, magic to the people and my listeners, my uh, my loyal listeners who've been with me for many years. So Nate, I have attended one of your seminars mm. uh, at Catapult. You were talking about social media, marketing, and you mentioned something about TikTok. I did, yeah. Okay, so 
you know, I see you have a big smile on your face. Tell me more about TikTok. What are you seeing? Should we care uh, as an in, in the entrepreneurial space um, for small businesses and in the early stage of development? Should we care about TikTok? Absolutely. But get someone that is younger and understands the platform a lot more than you to figure it out for you. That's one of the things that I've learned is we have to be okay with saying that we don't understand and getting someone that's a little bit smarter in the room. Maybe they're younger, right? And they understand the platform to, to be able to take that role for us because TikTok is a very fascinating app. I'd be lying if I said I understood the algorithm and how it works because it, it seems like it's always evolving. But the thing that I'm extremely fascinated about TikTok with the most is if you have content that's intentional, that is real, that is the, the rawer, the, the, the more uh, real that you can be and how, how honest people are on this app. It's fascinating what happens. People gravitate towards the content. They like it and they have content that essentially can scale. Now, the biggest thing is you need to make sure that you have that infrastructure in place if you're going to go that route. And again, again know your story, know your brand, know what you're trying to do, know what you're trying to represent, know what your mission is and what you're standing for. Because if you're going to truly draw in this audience and once you have their eyes, now what? What are you going to do now? Like have that depth. I think about the one hit wonder musicians versus the ones that that you hear them for the first time and then you go into their catalog and it's like, man, they have 50 songs. There's depth and they're really good versus you're on TikTok, you have this one viral TikTok that has a million hits, but you, got, you don't have any depth in your business or you don't have a distribution channel that's set up the right way and it just falls in the wayside. So TikTok is a fascinating app and people have a strong ability to really scale and grow their business. And I'm working closely with a couple of brands right now to crack that code <laughs> and help them scale their, their business on TikTok. But the key thing is, what's the message? What are we, what are we trying to, to bring across? And how can we be as real as possible? Because again, the content that I see that is really connecting well on TikTok is extremely relatable. And to me, it's real, like, right? Relatable, real, it's all the same. And so it's, it's, it's one in the same. And so if you truly want to understand TikTok, first of all, download the app. Second of all, the way the algorithm works is if you like a certain type of content, whether it's cooking videos or how-tos or business insight tips like those, and then TikTok will start recommending you those types of videos. So if you're trying to sell business services in brand strategy or you're trying to sell a product or whatever you're trying to sell, follow that type of content, see what they're doing. And then you can replicate it, but make sure that it's your story. Don't copy it. Make sure it's your story. Make sure it's authentically you. And it's real. Like I'll just give a prime example. I saw a TikTok video of a girl and her husband and their baby. And they talked about how COVID hit and it was a really rough time. They didn't have a, a place to live. And I think she said something about, they had like two weeks before they were getting kicked out. But she said, we're doing whatever it takes to support ourselves. And I, I make these custom made stickers, portraits of, of you and your pet. And it blew up. It blew up so much to where she had to 
pause the orders because there was just an influx of people like, man, I, I know someone that's in that type of situation as well, but not just that there was depth. There was, wow, you're actually really talented at what you do. And I'm willing to put my money into you, not just on a mission of helping you and your husband, but because what you're selling is actually valuable as well. And I think that's the key elements that people have to, when I learn with people in social media is it is a strategy and people see these viral TikToks or viral Facebook videos or content where people have grown large channels and don't realize that there is a system and strategy. Some people unknowingly got into the system and strategy, but there's a system and strategy to really build an audience, especially on TikTok. Mm, yeah, it's fascinating. And I'm sure we'll get back to it. Uh, maybe not in this episode. Maybe we'll talk about it somewhere else. But it's fascinating to learn and to uh, take action. So Nate, how do you stay sharp in your business? How do you make sure that you invest in the right resources? You're listening to the people that you want to listen to? How do you stay disciplined to stay sharp? Absolutely. I try to surround myself with people that are a lot smarter than me on a consistent basis that are always making me want to better myself. And I try to do that in every core element of my life. So whether it's my personal relationships or whether it's me working out and going to the gym or whether it's in just in business. So there's, there's a specific group of guys that I've recently started picking up and going with the gym with on a, on a regular basis again, because I, I need that. But the only reason I was able to go to the gym is because I surrounded myself with those types of people that are actively being fit and staying fit and wanting to be healthy and having goals and stuff like that. And the same thing with business, I have a certain level that I want to achieve to. And so I looked out there and say, okay, who's someone that I can model? Cause as, as humans, we, we either knowingly or unknowingly model people. So you have to surround yourself with the people that you want to model in, in order to become those types of individuals. And so that's what I do. I surround myself with people that, and especially in business, they're a lot smarter than me and that they give me insight and they help me see things in a different way. So therefore the next time there's an obstacle that I'm coming up against, I'm able to say, cause I used to say, oh man, this is a roadblock. I don't know if I can get around it. No, it's an obstacle. Change the, change the language. It gives you a paradigm shift in your mind and you realize there's nothing that I can't get around. There's nothing that if I don't, if I, if I am intentional and I really think about it, I can get around this circumstance, whatever that circumstance or roadblock may be. And so that's, that's one of the core things that I do. And, and, and within that, books are suggested. People to listen to are suggested. Types of podcasts to listen to are suggested. Surrounding yourself with, with, with people that I, I, I like calling them doers. They're going to do it no matter what. If, if no one helps them or if everybody helps them, they're still going to do it. Surrounding yourself with those types of individuals, they're going to suggest things. They're going to give you different tips. They're going to say, hey, man, I've, I tried this new meal out and it's really, it's really clean. It's really healthy. Um, I think you'd like it. Or I read this new book and I think you'd really like it. It's, 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 it really spoke to me because of this, this, and this. And I know you, Nate, as an individual, you really like this, this, and this. Or a podcast. Like I, I, was, I can't remember who I was referred to, but someone referred me to the podcast, How I Built This. And I love how I built this. I listen to it on a regular basis because within that, that podcast helps me sharpen my skills too. It makes me 
hear the entrepreneurial story from the ground up again and again and again and hear similar similar themes throughout every single episode. And I pull nuggets from that and say, okay, this person said this and this, oh, that's the common theme throughout. Interesting. Okay. And that's, that's, that's really kind of how I, how I set things up in my life. I like it. I was just checking to make sure uh, our tech was uh, cooperating with me. No, so, no worries. Uh, Nate, what do you, how have you, um, what personal lessons did you take away from the health crisis? How did you, how do you approach business now um, versus a year ago? Cause I know you are a doer, you know, you're an action taker. So how do you have grown through this? Understanding that as much as, 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 as you want it to be, there's just things that you just can't control. There's things way outside of your control and you can't control people's decisions, people's choices. You can talk a good game. You can say all the right things, but at the end of the day, that person has the choice, whether or not they want to do business with you, whether or not they want to call you back, whether or not they want to reach out to you. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is, and I, I, it's a, it's a, a thing that I keep saying to a lot of people now is, Hey, look, the only thing that I can control is myself and how I react to the situation and what I do. And so prime example, if I'm, if I'm reaching out to an investor or if I'm reaching out to a buyer or whoever it may be, that is the gatekeeper to what I'm working towards. The only thing that I can control is how I approach the situation when I actually have their attention. I can't control when they respond back to me. There's things outside of my control. Their, their kid may get sick or COVID may happen and things have to reschedule or they may get COVID. And so they have to reschedule. And because of that, a lot of times I've seen people set up their business in such a way that if that one person has COVID, it's like game over for them. It's like, no, diversify yourself be strategic, approach situations, even keel, like, like it's, like, it's not in the bag and just with no emotion. Cause I've seen that too. It's like, Oh, I'm going to get this deal. I'm going to get this deal. I'm going to get this deal. And maybe the person isn't ready yet, but maybe it's three months from now, but because you put in your head, oh, I'm going to get this deal. I'm going to get this deal. I'm going to get this deal. You get so discouraged that you don't realize that that person isn't ready yet, but they're ready three months from now. So I've just learned to just be kind of even keel and go into meetings, especially with business, with no pre-determined uh, thoughts or whatever it may be of, oh, I got this or I don't got this. It's just neutral. And I find a lot of times you're pleasantly surprised when you're neutral because you don't have any high in the pie, any high ideas of what may or may not happen and situations that you you don't even necessarily think could happen happens because you haven't placed a certain type of idea of, Oh, this is going to be the best, best outcome that may happen. If that makes sense. And I think that's one of the things that I, that I, or some of the things that I've learned a lot through COVID is be really mindful of how you're approaching situations and really thoughtful about, and self-reflect and, and, and 
and being be intentional with what you're what you're saying and how you're approaching things and and uh and I, I think that's I think that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing because I'm I'm trying to like think about some of the things that I was going through when COVID was happening, but I think at its core, it's I was being very self-reflective and really thinking internally and saying, man, this these circumstances, especially with COVID, I can't control any of that. I couldn't control that the government was going to shut everything down hundred percent and that we were going to be quarantined for a month and that we were going to have to wear a mask for all this, all this time. And that it would change how we would function, how we would operate, how we would interact with our personal relationships, which is one thing. And then business, which is a completely different thing, but under at the core of it, understanding that. Cause I think that's a misconception that I think happens sometimes is, we sometimes get caught in, oh, the world revolves around me, but it really doesn't, especially when you have situations like that, just kind of blindside. You're like, oh, wow, okay, I'm completely wrong. You know, <laughs> I'm completely wrong about that. And it's it's humbling and it's good that that stuff happens because it reminds us that the world doesn't revolve around you. And at the end of the day, this person can decide whether or not they want to interact with you, whether or not they want to have the meeting with you. And that's okay, that's fine. And you have to allow yourself to be okay with that and say, I'm good no matter what. And I guess what I'm truly saying is kind of come from that place of just abundance. Uh, uh, and people feel that too. You're just like, Hey, I'm good, man. I'm good. We're still going to be friends. No matter if you say, if you cut this check and give me this investment, or you say you want to be my business partner, we're still going to be friends. I'm still, we have a lunch scheduled on Thursday. I'm still going to go to this lunch on Thursday. I'm not going to let that affect my relationship with you because I'm good no matter what. And I think that's, I think that's some of the core things that I was able to really self-reflect on. So if I'm hearing you right, abundance, even keel, acceptance, uh, not getting too emotionally involved, which is so hard, you know, uh, your business is your baby, right? Or, or um, <laughs> that's how people treat it sometimes. You know, my business is my baby and, uh, you know, this is just how it's going to be. And it's difficult to be emotionally detached i mean we can talk about it but in practicality it's a it's a different it's a lofty goal yeah absolutely it's easier said than done for sure <laughs> yeah. so uh, nate what is next for you and what i mean by that is what kind of milestones do you have personally set for your um for your professional growth in you know in in your niche You know, I've, I've never, I've never shared publicly, <laughs> but one of, one of the goals that I've always had is to, is to put Lakeland on the map as far as a place where entrepreneurs can come grow and launch their business successfully and, and it not just be locally based it's more regional and national as opposed to locally based because a lot of businesses they come to, they come in they they launch in Lakeland and they're and they're more locally based than nationally based or regionally based and i would love and that's what i'm really working towards is for brands and and companies and businesses to be launched in Lakeland but you can find that product in Washington 
or California or Utah or North Dakota or Pennsylvania, you're in a grocery store and you see a brand that says made in Lakeland, Florida. And I, I think it's, I think it's extremely possible. I think the environment's right for that. There's just a, a few more pieces of, to the puzzle that have to get put in place, but it's just something that I've always been fascinated about because there's a lot of entrepreneurs that have been extremely more successful than I have. And have said a lot of times, Oh, you have to be in Silicon Valley or New York to be able to grow a business exponentially. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I believe you can launch a business in the middle of nowhere and have it be successful as long as you know what you're ultimately trying to accomplish is and who your audience is and, it, and that you're truly connecting and saying the right words that make sense to them and that you're consistent. And if you have those pieces to the puzzle and obviously the right team and a, a strong, I would say, uh, board of directors or board of advisors that, that keep you accountable, you should be able to grow a business anywhere, uh, in my opinion. Mm. And so that's one thing that I've been extremely passionate about is being able to put Lakeland on the map and for people to know that, man, you know, I've been running, wanting to start a business and they're in Utah or even California, you know, like, man, Silicon Valley is oversaturated. Let's go to Lakeland, Florida and start something. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, this podcast reaches international audiences and all over the United States as well, in 146 countries plus. Uh, so it's a very wide reach. You heard it here, Lakeland. And uh, I'm sure Nate will share the best way to contact him. So you can perhaps be open to collaboration. And a lot of people say they heard someone speak on Speak Brave and they want nice. to continue going. So if I may just uh, recall so it's a you have to have uh, consistency the right message the right words the right team what else i would say a board of advisors to keep you accountable okay board of advisors okay and that means you can start the business anywhere and be successful i believe so i mean there's there's obviously more there's some there's some extra core elements inside of that but it's a good starting place to help you get off the ground because the, the the thing that i i tend to see is it's not that people don't have good ideas it's that the execution isn't there and because of that i believe if there's a structure in place where there is people that can keep you accountable that have a little bit more experience in business than you do and you have some type of experience in this field that you're venturing into, whatever it may be. So that's one thing I didn't mention. Any of the businesses that I'm working with, these people, one of the persons on the core team has a lot of experience. They, they are either living that experience and they've lived it for many years, or they are certified and have certifications and have worked in the experience and worked in the field for a very long time. So they're an expert. And because of that, they can create products or services or, or whatever it may be in a way that is unique and different and maybe somewhat even innovative because they're approaching it from an expert's place as opposed to, oh, I think I know about this business. It was interesting. It was cool. I think I can make a lot of money with it, but you don't actually understand the core business model itself or understand the industry or understand how the industry works or understand the industry jargon. 
there's going to be a lot of hurdles or obstacles, which aren't impossible to go over. But the biggest thing that we all know in business is you have to be efficient, especially when you're a startup on how you move. So mm. this is fascinating. I, I love your insight, Nate. You are a wealth of information and knowledge. And specifically, you're hyper-local on Lakeland and Central Florida. So, Nate, what is the best way that people can reach you? Yeah, definitely. I would say, uh, I'd say LinkedIn. So I think, I think you said that my LinkedIn was in the show notes. So that'd be the best way to contact me and reach out to me. I will say this. I am extremely busy more now than ever, but I love ideas. I love, especially startup ideas. I love startup ideas and I love people that are passionate, passionate about what they're doing. And it's not a gimmick. It's something that's legit. It's something that is going to actually be is either innovative or, or, or changing the game somehow. So if you have an idea or you have something that you want to run past me or see if it's an interesting concept or if it makes sense, definitely reach out. I'd love to love to talk to you and see see what you're working on. Yeah. So everyone who's watching and listening, make sure you follow Nate and follow his success. I think Nate is going places and I'm always catching the superstars on their way up. This is the <laughs> uh, trademark of the show. And this is my nice. niche and this is where I feel the most comfortable. So thank you, Nate, for coming on and spending a few minutes with us and sharing part of your talent and your wisdom with us. I am grateful. Absolutely, Mark. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was an awesome experience. You ask amazing questions. You make me think and you're in intentional and I appreciate that. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening and make sure you follow up with Nate. I'll put his information in the show notes. And remember, there's people right now who have less experience than you, less knowledge, less resources, but they are taking action. They're moving forward and they're building towards uh, a better goal in their lives. So remember, everyone, to speak brave and I'll see you next time.